This is Quiet Fire, a program on the spiritual life of Abraham Lincoln and its relevance to us today. Welcome. This is Duncan Newcomer. Here's that Lincoln quote for you again. Abraham Lincoln, his hand and pen, he will be good, but God knows when. We visited this notion of being good last week and listing ten values that he held, that we hold. This whole poem rotates around that one polar concept, being good. That is his relevance to us today, being good. Because so many things have gone wrong and bad so fast and in such a big way, the idea is very much in the air, hey, let's stop for a minute. What is it that we value? Are we living our values? Have they gotten away from us? So there was this list of ten values that Abraham Lincoln really held, and we went through those. They're from some research by the University of Michigan and Dr. Wayne Baker, showing that 85% of Americans of all stripes hold these ten values and have for a long period of time. And what better shows the better angels of our nature than our values? So I wanted to visit a few of these values more deeply. Americans, it turns out, hold kindness as our number one character strength. Our ideal character strength is kindness. This is a finding from a worldwide survey of over 50 nations, none of whom, except the United States, picked kindness. Respect for others. Lincoln's first and deepest value was his desire to earn the esteem of his fellow citizens. And he knew to do this, he needed to be worthwhile to them. People felt this, his respect for them. When he first posted his desire to run for state office, he said, I can say that I have no other ambition so great as that of being truly esteemed by my fellow men by rendering myself worthy of their esteem. Freedom, as I would not be a slave, so I would not be a master. This expresses my idea of a democracy. That's a quote from Lincoln. That was one statement of Lincoln's about freedom, and his view of slavery was that taking away the freedom of another human being also corrupted the person and the country that did the taking away. The pursuit of happiness, that's always a difficult one to think about. Lincoln made himself happy telling jokes, which he needed to relieve his melancholy. He deeply enjoyed the theater, opera, As president, he liked to go even to operas. His chief pleasures were to read Robert Burns and Lord Byron and to read and recite Shakespeare. And he had a frontier man's appetite for simple food. He did not drink or smoke or lust after women. He did make money as a railroad lawyer in Illinois and had one of the better houses in Springfield. He was proud of his social achievement. But that is not what made him happy. Critical patriotism. In a speech to the New Jersey legislature on his way to becoming president, Lincoln turned a crucial and critical phrase. He referred to America as God's almost chosen people. And that is what separates Lincoln from the glory gluttons of contemporary patriotism. He had a mystical awe for what self-government in a free land could mean for the human race. He was not ever in favor of the nativist American movement that wanted to slam the door on immigrants. Lincoln was poised to be critical of just about everything. He and Mark Twain would have been great 
Mississippi Riverboat captains, soulmates, joking with skeptical disconsent in the service of a freer humanity. Now we know from his life and his words that his appeal to values failed in preventing the Civil War. Competing values themselves made the Civil War. Nonetheless, it is by honor that we too, like Lincoln, can be lighted down to the latest generation. This is Duncan Newcomer, and this has been Quiet Fire, The Spiritual Life of Abraham Lincoln. <laughs>